Good evening! Welcome to the Darth Vader Show. I am Darth Vader. Just kidding. Hey, everybody. Welcome! Wait, what? Yeah. It's not actually Vader? The sound oh is like... God. You know why? Because I use Respeecher. That's what it is. That <laughs> app that they do for James Earl Jones. It's identical. Perfect. Uh, welcome, everybody, to TRB Live! On a Wednesday night, June 15th, 9 p.m. East, your time, wherever you are. But thank you to everybody who's joining us, uh, John, James, Lacey, and everyone in the chat. So looks like we have a lot of people already partying, celebrating, coming together like Ewoks after the explosion of the second Death Star, passing the, uh, the victory pipe around as we talk about part five of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which seemed mostly beloved uh by fans so um we're gonna get into it and it's uh a, a meaty episode so uh, a lot of things to talk about so very exciting um so before we do that if you don't mind taking a moment if you're watching now just quickly hit like on the video we appreciate that if you have social media whether it's twitter facebook instagram whatever and you wouldn't mind just doing a quick post to say hey come on in the base come hang out come hang out with trb and and the whole gang as we talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because, folks, we only have one episode left to go, so let's enjoy this while it's happening now. Uh, yeah, Jacked Fish, it is here. So go to store.resistancebroadcast.com if you want to pick up a Jacked Fish <laughs> t-shirt or a tank top. My tank top's on the way. Uh, Got to polish up the guns first. You know what I'm saying, right, Lacey? Sure, John. All right, James, how we doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because uh we were at celebration i think i even made this joke on one of the shows like john was like yep it's coming next week as soon as we get back or whatever <laughs> and then like all, every other day probably it would be like hey uh about that jack fish shirt and then it'd be like a question mark <laughs> and then like another question mark <laughs> oh yeah it's like, uh, yeah I will, you know I, i'll i'll get to it or we'll get to it or whatever and he's always like so about that shirt <laughs> can we get that up like, immediately and I know we're talking about Kenobi here, but they did tie in the prequels a bit. So Jack Fish is clearly, obviously, the biggest character in the prequels, quite literally. Clearly. Uh, we had some jacked people who were like, dude, I needed those bigger sizes. And they don't have them yet. So keep checking. We'll see if they restock those. Um, but uh, thanks to everybody who's already picked one up. But yeah, Jack Fish shirts are on our site as, long, as well as what James wearing. Makes it a little too happen. And our other swag. So we appreciate that. That is a part of the stuff that allows us to do these streams and our two episodes a week and all that in addition to our lovely patrons and star mm. Wars news that, um, but so we have a heck of a part of Obi-Wan Kenobi to talk about today. Um, James did his initial reaction this morning. Um, and then, uh, we didn't really talk about it together cause we like to do that right here on the show. So what we're going to do first is go around and rate the episode as we typically do. Um, and then we'll get our patron scores and see how we measure up against them and get into some comments and then dive into just talking about this episode. Um, so let's get it out of the way. Let's get it going. Let's rate this thing from zero to 10 Ben's. Uh, Joey Sack came up with that. So thank you, buddy. Love it. Uh, there you go, Michael. Um, all right. So Lacey, why don't we kick it off with you? What did you rate part five of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Zero to 10 Ben's. 
So I thought this episode was the best one so far. I gave it a 9.5 Ben's out of 10. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. There were so many great moments. All my theories have come together for once. So I felt really smart for like five minutes. It was great. Interesting. Interesting. That's a really, really good score. Um, James, how about you? Um. I put an 8.5 and anybody that saw my review this morning. I, yeah. I don't know. Like I I've watched it a couple times since then. And I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm getting more out of this episode than I thought I did this morning. Um, but I think like when I was watching it this morning, there was just certain lines and stuff that stuck out to me that I was like, I, I don't know how people are going to react to this. <laughs> like, this is rough. Um, so then so then now, like uh, having watched it a couple more times and trying to kind of piece together what, what they're doing with it, I'm like, OK, I, I think I'm coming around on it. So I give it an 8.5, which is the highest I've given yet. But I'm still thinking about like my nines and my 9.5s and stuff for I don't know. Not that I rate the shows equally, but like I'm thinking like, man, I don't know. Like, is there going to be other shows that I'm like, that's a nine, that's a nine five, you know, or whatever, because <clears throat> like Kenobi's good like it's it's a good show i don't know that it's yeah. going to be my favorite show you know i'm i'm on the opposite side on that i also gave this a 9.5 and this to me so far was my favorite episode of a star wars television show including wow really yes including anything from the mandalorian wow. and book of boba fett and animated shows um yeah, I fell in love with this episode from moment one, and I watched it on my lunch break while eating Taco Bell, which made it almost a ten. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> just, just a couple, a couple minor things that kept it from perfection. Did you get the pizza? Which I didn't. I forgot. Yeah, Michael Murray has like everywhere. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, they're sold out. I haven't gotten one yet. I've been numerous times, but they told me like August. Poor James is constantly checking, and they're like, "Sir, please stop coming back here." <laughs> well no i mean anytime i go like you just see the signs up so i don't yeah. even bother but the thing is like, up and distorts his my voice. wife was like, like when's that coming back and they're like probably not till like august and she's like are you serious wow doja cat really sold good. those mexican pizzas james calls mm-hmm. taco bell like got any of those mexican pizzas <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm doing like look how old i am i'm doing the this when yeah. now i guess kids just do this yeah right? oh, they'll yeah. never know yeah. the pain of the yeah, of this. Of but hanging up down the phone the when you're angry, there's nothing better than hanging up an old school phone. Because right now angry. it's just... Yeah. So that, that, that bing or the bell ringing. So very satisfying. <laughs> hey, Siri, hang up on this person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So that averages us to 9.2 Ben's for TRB. Look at all those Ewan faces. What a celebration. Part five. Beautiful face right there. One to go. Um, And now we'll turn it over to our patrons who ticked just under us, but another very high score, an even nine from the TRB patrons for part five. So we're pretty much on pace with them. Uh, Let's grab a couple of their comments here from directly from Patreon who went into uh, compiling this score. First was Major Marcus. Hmm. And he said, Hi, Marcus. He said, for me, this is definitely a 10 out of 10 episode. It had a few technical flaws. How can Coruscant look worse than it does 20 years in in movies 20 years older? 
But emotionally and story-wise, I was absolutely blown away, and I can't wait for the final episode. So 10 out of 10 from Marcus. That is a perfect (laughs) episode. Despite mentioning flaws in the same sentence. (laughs) It's a positive. It has its flaws. It's a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Um, Next, we have Admiral Christy Hines, one of our new admirals. Hi, Christy. How are you? Uh, nine out of ten bends for me. I enjoyed this episode so much. My only complaint is it wasn't long enough. I feel like there's a lot to wrap up in the final episode, which well, we'll see yeah. how long that is. Um, and just a reminder to people, uh, we'll, we'll get your comments up on screen. But if you want us to, uh, you know, talk about yours and dive into them and and vault to the top, we do have super chats available. Uh, so we appreciate that, which also helps go into keeping the lights on in the base because that Star Wars logo. Let me tell you, Woo! that is run. That's on pure coaxium, is what that sign is running on. So, and when when I went to pilot a Galaxy's Edge, I only got one canister, and Lacey got I two. I got two. So who's the real pilot? We I got, got two. John John could have sabotaged the mission if he wanted, but he <laughs> we all did our part. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So let us dive in and talk about this episode. Um, who wants to go first with their favorite shot or moment from this? You go uh, first. You're the one that set oh it up gosh. as the best episode of Star <sighs> yeah. Wars television. Man, yeah, it's it's tough for me. There were so many really good moments, but I think I might have to just go with. Um... It's really tough. I, I don't know that I have a favorite specific shot or moment, but I think. I know, James, you go first. I'm still tossing three around in my head. All right. Um, I think, th- and, and this is maybe weird to say, but when I'm flipping through the 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 whole episode, like, do I like that? Do I like that? That Actually, and this kind of surprises me a little bit too, the one shot that really gets me like excited and pumped up is there's a side shot of Anakin and Obi-Wan going back and forth, just doing the, the Revenge of the Sith move. And there's tons of shots, obviously, of them fighting that look really, you know, framed up well and perfect. But I think something very specifically about that shot just screamed like so much Star Wars. And like, I can't believe I'm looking at what I'm looking at, you know. So I I think that very nostalgic shot of them back and forth like that has probably got to be like my favorite moment in the episode. Okay. Um. I'll just go with I have I mean I love the episode front to back. So there's a ton and my answer and this will probably change a lot depending on how many times I watch it. I did really enjoy seeing those two fighting again in that era, that like Attack of the Clones era. Um but I think hearing Obi-Wan say there are other ways to fight because yeah. That he is now becoming the older Obi-Wan. Because if you remember in A New Hope, uh, Han Solo says, you know, like something about a fight. And he's and Obi-Wan says there are alternatives to fighting. Uh, So he's getting into that mindset. He's settling into that sort of, you know, more wise, older uh, Jedi. And I I really enjoyed uh, that. And the fact that I I caught that right away um, felt pretty good uh seeing um, them make that sort of transition so is it is it you can't win but there are alternatives to fighting yeah 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 
Uh, I think that was why, yeah, when Han was trying to like, you know, avoid the Break tractor, the tractor beam. beam. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, saying there are other ways to fight. And then that also like really also uh, reminding me of Luke and the last Jedi sort of going about things a different way, but still succeeding um, on your own. But all right, Lacey, how about you? So I loved all the um, Kenobi Hayden specifically Hayden because you see him uh, yeah. moments, but I think the standout moments for me were the Tala moments um, where she explains that she was in the Empire and how she thought they were just people that were going back on their taxes and there were whole four whole families and children that she watched get slaughtered and just um, kind of the the weight of the moment of that's when she made the choice to stop. And it, and it reminded me again, I keep going back to it, but it's so clear that the, they're like, these are the themes that they're pulling is the Bill Burr moments in Mandalorian, the Mayfield, like, oh, I saw someone get killed and I knew that that was it. That was when I needed to get out of there. I think his yeah. is Alderaan, isn't it? His was seeing Alderaan get it destroyed. I believe so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So for her to bring that up, it just shows like how terrible the empire was, but also there's this, it was interesting to me that there's this understanding of the character that people working for the Empire aren't all bad because they don't understand that it's bad. Like she joined thinking that they were just bringing order to the galaxy and then she witnessed firsthand how, how savage they are and then she made the choice to help the rebellion and it's just another theme of like doing what's right, making the right choice when it comes down to it, like... Uh, giving back to those that need your help um right. and then obviously she gives the ultimate sacrifice which we all knew was going to happen because <laughs> people that we like in star wars always end up dying right um, but she had a great but arc, yeah it, it was just great yeah mm -hmm. i she definitely did and i, I really think, loved yeah, uh, I, every moment with her yeah i think i think she had a a great complete arc and when you you know you got to remember like oh my god i can't believe they killed her already she had a lot of screen time in this series and she had a full presence so i liked her journey and, and what she served and obviously she she went out um as a hero like kind of like holdo in, in that sense where it's certainly a martyr mm -hmm. sacrifice but um she she went for it and it's uh, a very big moment and seeing obi-wan get emotional about it was was pretty cool too because it shows what how much she meant to him because she really was a big part of getting him back in in the fight and believing in himself so very cool um and then also that she's kind of like the reverse of, of reva in the sense that we don't know fully how reva joined the inquisitors or got uh, recruited mm -hmm. or what have you but she saw unspeakable things um from that side what became the empire and and wound up joining them so um we'll see how they tell the rest of her story i have some thoughts on what's going to happen with her in in when we talk about it's clear though that she joined them to get back at vader though right that was like her ultimate goal she's being um, by I, revenge. so i'm a little unsure about how they approached her in this in this chapter um a little part of why it was a nine five not a ten um Interesting. I'll try to bring that up later as we get closer to speculating on the finale, because that could really change everything that we're talking about here, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So in terms of uh, the episode, I mean, my mouth dropped in the first shot when you see Anakin from behind and he's looking out to the Jedi Temple, which is uh, instantly recognizable. 
Um, and then I it was it was strange that they didn't either they didn't DH him or they didn't go for it. I don't know. I I felt like Obi Wan looked better than Anakin did. Anakin just looked like forty year old Hayden Christensen with his haircut from two thousand two to me. Hmm. I I definitely thought they did a really good job with him. And then I started looking a little bit closer and I thought maybe he does look a little older, but then like I put the two right next to each other and I was like, no, I can't really see a big difference here. And then I started to see like people on YouTube being like, we de-aged him and they were like putting things side by side and stuff. And I was like, I, I, I was like half with you on grand inquisitor and Cad Bane. Like I can kind of see those changes this one, I'm looking at them side by side and I'm going, still doesn't really seem that different to me. So I actually think they did a really good job with both of them because I felt like this, it almost seemed to me like it was unused footage. Really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I definitely saw the difference in age when he turned around, but there was, I think I was just overtaken by the emotion of seeing him turn around. I, yeah, yeah. I also think some people forget how young he looked in 2002 because this was definitely not unused footage like he has frown lines his face is a little wider um he, he looked like a kid in 2002 and they you know maybe their their choice was if this isn't a big deal to us it's not a big deal to me um it's just something i wanted to point out it was a little bit of a nitpick because with ilm we love them so much they do the best work in the business uh, look what they did with Luke and literally recreated Luke uh, with a different actor. Now that this time they had the actor who still looks kind of boyish in a way and they didn't make him look as young as Luke looks in Book of Boba Fett. So that was a little strange to me. Did not affect it for me. I love their scenes together. I thought they both performed it really well. It made me wish a little bit that maybe George had someone to help him punch up some of the dialogue from the prequels because I really enjoyed their exchanges and the takes that Deborah Chow chose uh, for this little um, test that they had with each other or practice fight, um, which is interesting because at the very beginning of it, Obi-Wan reveals that, you know, Anakin beats him regularly or at least the last time they did it. Um, and so we weren't sure what was going to happen uh, this time around, but I just loved how they juxtaposed Anakin then to Vader now uh, and how he still falls for the same mistakes and, and that sort of thing. And he's so blinded by and obsessed with winning and, and all that stuff. And, and he didn't learn the lessons passed on to him by Obi-Wan. So uh, I don't know. What, what did you think about that, Lacey? Did you think it was a, a situation where they, they just wanted to... And James, I guess, will be back shortly. I, I don't know if he had some technical problems, but... Um, <laughs> What, what were your takes on seeing them in Attack of the Clones era and, and what that scene meant in terms of putting it against how those two are in today's time? Well, it is interesting. I'm going to uh, fix this really quick. So <laughs> I'm going to say that probably... Um, there we go. Uh, I, I think it was definitely interesting because I was just very shocked to see the braid. Because I thought they would have done more of like the Revenge of the Sith era because of the hair. So to see him with the braid, I was it was very jarring. But I loved seeing them going against each other. And I, I was I guess I'm trying to figure out is it 
after Attack of the Clones, before Attack of the Clones? Because to me, it felt like it was after Attack of the Clones, but before Revenge of the Sith. That's a good question. Was he was Anakin wearing a glove? That that would be the tell. Was he wearing a glove? I don't know, but I feel dumb as a Star Wars fan that I haven't I didn't notice. <laughs> I know. It was just I was just so in awe of the whole scene that I didn't pay attention to all the minute details. Maybe someone in the chat knows because they're often very good at that. Um, whether or not he was wearing a glove in that scene or not. But JG's saying it looked pre Clone Wars. Which could still be after uh, attack of the clones right it's still in that era like right around the movie i would think it's before um mm-hmm. but i just figured I, with the whole age thing they would have put him after clone wars before but maybe that's just I, me. I think the reason why they chose before clone wars and before revenge of the sith is padawan you know he's still learning oh, yeah yeah because so, by revenge of the sith they kind of give him the you know the rank of of jedi but he, he wasn't allowed to be on the council master but well um, so so the book brotherhood just came out and in brotherhood it it immediately starts right after attack of the clones and the first thing that happens in the book is him getting knighted so in order for him to, to show him it has this has to have taken place before attack of the clones right okay then that makes sense. sorry I, I clicked on a link and it chose this window to <laughs> to open it. I was like, okay. So it closed me out. And I tried to come back. No one was here. And then I had to restart it again. I don't know. Well, we're <laughs> live and that happens sometimes. It's good to have you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was my little, little nitpick about that scene. I loved a lot of the quotes. Like, for, like Obi-Wan uh, speaking a little bit like Yoda to Anakin uh, and even bringing up the, the same term that Luke used and Yoda made fun of, which is you are a great warrior, Anakin. And, you know, Yoda was like, great warrior, you know? Uh, and then he says, uh, your need to prove yourself is going to be your undoing until you overcome it. A Padawan, you will still be, uh, which sounded very Yoda ish to me. Uh, so I don't know why he spoke that way or if other people may, may not agree with um, that sounding a bit, a little bit like Yoda, but that is clearly, the pretense to the whole when i left you i was but the learner now i am the master um from a new hope so i liked that a lot too so they're starting to really weave it in and and do things to help us interpret better or understand in a different but good way quotes and lines from a new hope which i was hoping for in this series and i think we're gonna get even more of that in the finale and uh, then can I? Yeah. Because I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I was yeah. I was kind of watching this episode thinking the way they laid out like each portion of that fight was kind of like what was going to happen in the next little bit of the episode. Right. Um, when we got to the end. You know, Obi-Wan is teaching him this lesson that says, until you learn to do this, you're still you'll always be a Padawan. Right. And we know yep. that he moved up. He obviously turned into a knight and stuff, but they they set that up right next to Obi-Wan making that same mis- or I'm sorry, Vader making that same mistake. Right. So is that yeah. kind of Deborah Chow's way of saying like. The last time we met, I was but the learner. So it's like he, he she's kind of still saying that Vader at this point is still making Padawan esque mistakes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's still trying to prove himself. And that's why he screwed up again 
at the end of this episode by not seeing beyond what's literally right in front of him. There was another transport on the other side and he wasn't even, he should have been able to detect that, but he just blind rage tore that ship apart, thought that was the one. And then they were able to bail because of that. And that's showing that he just never learned his lesson. And the other thing that, yeah, the other thing that's really interesting too is that someone had pointed out that there is a a Kevin Scott like children's book or or comic where they're fighting just like they were in this episode, and Anakin like takes away Obi Wan's lightsaber Mm -hmm. and then uses it against him to best him. So the fact that they did it in this kind of calls back to that too. So they're pulling from Mm. these different stories, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and like I said, at at the beginning of that duel, Obi-Wan infers to the fact that Anakin won the last one that they did and likely wins most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Obi-Wan is still clearly teaching him lessons uh, um, that he hasn't picked up on, and he eventually really never did. Um, even when he tells Obi-Wan in A New Hope, I am the master, he wasn't because Obi-Wan still had a plan in place and it worked out. Um, and Obi-Wan didn't kill, or uh, Vader didn't kill Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan became one with the Force, and Obi-Wan killed a robe with his lightsaber. One of the, one of the things that I was like watching this morning, and I was like, oh my gosh, like some, like sometimes some of the things I was thinking of was kind of dialogue related. And one of those moments was they're clearly fighting, and they're both trying to win this thing, right? <clears throat> and this is kind of to Anakin's point here. He like tricks obi-wan and gets him and he's like haha i win and then (laughs) obi-wan comes immediately back with like you're always trying to win things like i was (laughs) like what yeah that's what we're doing like it just felt so weird and kind of childish it reminded me of like someone who like if you're playing like pig or basketball or something and then like somebody wins they're like oh gee you you lose or something and they're like it's not about winning it's about the fun of the game or something and you're like what like well we were playing the game i think the point of that is you get so blindly focused on the end point and winning that you're not fully focused and that's why vader failed at the end of the episode because he thought he was winning he's like i have you now when he's tearing apart the ship and they're like psych we out and he's like oh no i get all that and like like i said there's another segment at the end where like they kind of continue fighting but in the moment when i'm sitting there i was like oh anakin won he bested obi-wan he won and obi-wan's like now saying this line and i'm like that's weird man (laughs) i haven't seen anyone do it yet but in my memory him striking Obi-Wan down the way he was is identical to how Luke was striking down Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, identical. He, he's holding the lightsaber up like this, and he's striking three times down at him, and he's on the ground like this. It was Someone's going to do a video of it, paralleling it and, and showing the... Di- in my mind, when I saw that happening, I was like, that's Luke doing that to him in, like, 20 years. Like, it was crazy. I thought it was so cool. I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone else in the chat may have picked up on that too, but I, I to me that was so clear. I was like, "Wow, that is awesome!" Yeah. Nice. Do you guys want to do some super chats? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So first up, we have Qui Gon J. Thank you for the super chat. Who said, "Was this the quote rematch of the century?" I still think we have one to go. Yeah, I think they're going to meet up again. I don't think. I don't think that was it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, next you, is Wolf King Jedi Master. Thank you so much. Jeremy. Jeremy, what up? Uh, he said, the flashback sequences were impressive. Most impressive. It was cool to see when they would go back to Vader slash Kenobi when ending a flashback sequence. I like yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought this was a way better way of doing what they were kind of trying to do with the tube, the back to stuff with Book of Boba mm -hmm. Fett. It's kind of mm -hmm. like he would go back and he'd learn a lesson and then that kind of affected him in the future. And it's like, I get that. And that was cool storytelling. But when it was very much condensed to one episode and it was more clear, I think that that's kind of what was going on, um, that you could see the, the dialogue between them and then see that play out in the future still. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, I just thought it was really good. Now, had this all been a movie, I think, they would have probably showed you that that whole fight all at the beginning and then let the story play out the same way. And then on a rewatch, you'd be like, oh, the beginning of this is like just how the movie plays out and all that. But yeah. I think they, they cut it more. They cut it better for one episode. And, and it would have been terrible had they cut it up and just showed you a little bit of the fight at the beginning of every episode. It would have been so lost. Or, yeah, mm -hmm. they give you the whole fight except the very end. And at the end of the episode, they show you who wins it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or something. Yeah. I, I got to say, like, well I, done. I, I definitely want to talk more about Vader because, first of all, I think they have done an amazing job, incredible job with how they have portrayed Vader in this series. And I'm not even just saying how he looks or anything like that. Right. The voice and. I can't wait to the gallery on this to find out exactly what they did with the voice. Cause I know there's the re-speecher stuff. There's James Earl Jones. A lot of that. Did Hayden do the voice in the suit? And then they just copied the timing and the cadence. Uh, who knows? The voice sounds incredible. So they can keep, whoever they're doing there, keep doing that. Um, he, he looks incredible. His, 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 his physical motions, the dialogue, I think is very Vader. Uh, everything has been so well done with Vader. And I like the fact that they didn't let Reva even get a shot on him. It was just like, nope, Darth, we are yeah, not messing with Darth those Vader. Those are great points. I, I think Vader's been done really well in the series, which I was expecting him to. Yeah. Yeah. And, but onto, onto Reva, that was my, one thing I was, um, a part of the point five that didn't get me to a 10 was just, I didn't know that I bought her whole, arc or reasoning because she's sitting there having this big personal moment with obi-wan and deborah chow like directed this like an independent film where there were so many shots um you'll be proud of me Lacey, that I paid attention to this that were really zoomed in on people's faces <laughs> and during this during this episode more than others where it was a very intimate personal story and a lot of it was reva vader and uh, obi-wan so they're at the doors and she's like recounting this trauma that she went through and these flashbacks of him killing kids and all these Jedi. And she watched it happen. And she's saying, I played dead in this stuff. And that's, you know, that's tough to hear as it is, you know, because of real life stuff. But then she just immediately right after that goes, yep. All right. March in, kill all the women, kill all the kids and stuff. I'm like, what, what, what Are, was she like pretending? Cause I don't think so. Otherwise like her whole arc is fagazi. I still gotta, I gotta let it play out and see what happens with with, you know, chapter or uh, 
part six because obviously she looks like she might be heading to Tatooine. Um, we'll we'll get to that at the end of uh, this episode when we start speculating. But I I was just I wasn't totally sold on on her like the whole thing with with Reva on on this. Besides her wanting to kill Vader, I thought was cool. That was legit. I loved all that. Um, that whole thing uh, spun me up a bit. I don't know about you guys. James, what did you think about Reva in this episode? I mean, I th- there's, I don't know. <laughs> there's certain things that I was kind of with John a little bit on, like, like I'm trying to piece together what is the story here. And I think what I've kind of come up with <clears throat> for to kind of make justify of that um i don't think that's a phrase that i just said but you know what i'm trying to say (laughs) to make justifiable i don't know but uh what i'm trying to say is i think that they're kind of playing the i know what i'm supposed to do but i don't have the strength to do it sort of thing and it's like she is so afraid of vader and is so afraid of doing the right thing and how it could mess up her position, you know, as where it is that she still continues to do the wrong thing, even though she knows what the right thing to do is. And also I think there's a little bit of like Loki in that too, in the sense of um, like how many times in the, in the shows have you thought you had that moment with Loki? The only difference I would say is that Loki sometimes is probably trying to pull one over on you. And I don't think that's happening with Riva. But I think from a story standpoint, you do get the you get these believable moments with that character and then they still make the wrong mistakes. Right. Actually, Freddie Prince Jr. says this about Maul. Right. He says that no matter he's a very tragic character because his, his destiny is tragedy. Like he will always have the best intention, yeah. but he will always fail because um, yep. that's that's his destiny. So I, right. I'm kind of getting that vibe from Riva. In the sense that, like, yeah, she's too. just so afraid to do the right thing that she continues to do the wrong thing. Oh man, yeah, it's. I'm curious to see. What's or she's overtaken with her. by her own emotions. It just seems like, you know, when anyone's so invested in something, even when they know they're wrong, they might keep going on that path of like, this is what I think is right mm-hmm. because they've already gone too far. Like Vader, it's too late for me, son. Right. So I feel like she was like, I've already gone so far. And then there was this glimpse, this moment of hope where she was like, oh, Kenobi can help me get there. And then she was like, you know what? Nope. I need to stick on this path because I need to do what I want to do. But then, yeah. and But then even after that, when Obi-Wan turns himself in um, and pulls that, you know, which really connected me more. Uh, connected him to to Luke more, and I like that a lot because in the Last Jedi, Luke is a lot more Kenobi than we realized. Because look what Kenobi did in this moment here, where he gives up his weapons and he just goes by himself. Uh, you know, stare down the First Order. He stared down the Empire. You know, by himself without using a real weapon. Um, and I, I really like that parallel quite a bit. Um, but makes you wonder if up- Ben told him that's Luke that story at some point uh, yeah i know i love that and he but he goes to her and he's like i i didn't bring myself to you i'm bringing him i'm bringing vader to you or something like that whatever it was he, he was another one saying like i'm mm-hmm. helping you to get him 
And we are now finally seeing Obi-Wan making that transition. I loved that, that moment. He delivers that line really well. The like, he's... I'm not bringing me to you. I'm bringing him to us. This, <laughs> this person. Whatever. What was it? You. What was the line? I'm not bringing us to me. I'm bringing you to I am. What was it? <laughs> what was the line? Well, I know the last part of it is I'm bringing him to you. In other words, I'm bringing Vader to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not bringing myself to you. I'm bringing him to you. I feel like Austin Powers right now. <laughs> Crazy. I'd like myself to introduce. Someone in the chat, do your <laughs> job. Get the actual quote and <laughs> pop it in. Um, but in other words, like he he's fully like this person, this being is now Darth Vader to obi-wan and he is out to just stop him and he's realizing the danger and he's again getting closer to that obi-wan in a new hope who he's more machine now than man oh, twisted and evil got it <clears throat> you're not bringing him to me i'm bringing him to you there you go thank kendall you kendall. always know kendall's always the quickest to like know the line thank the person's you. name the... thank you thank you so i so he gave her another opportunity there and he's like i'm bringing vader to you and it's like she still wasn't there and then at the end she finds the uh, message broken up by bail and she gets the info she needs she knows who owen is so she knows exactly where to go and who to find on tatooine so i'm gonna jump ahead to my speculation now Ariva's dying in in the next episode i Can think we do a couple more of the super chats sure or we'll leave, before we'll leave we get that into hanger and get to the super yes, chat. Before, before <laughs> yeah drop then. a bomb <laughs> And so then, first we have Double D. Thank you so much. Love your icon. It's Grogu with his little Mandalorian armor on. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, gotta say my favorite shot was Vader's reflection in a trans parasteel when he was looking at the planet. I think I spelled that word right. <laughs> Smiley face. I yeah, have no I idea. Think, yeah. But that was um, a really cool shot. Anything that like reflects Vader's helmet, you know, or like any type of Star Wars helmet mando kylo ren but like especially vader it's like that black kind of reflective material yeah and there were a lot of zooms again on vader in this episode which i i don't recall getting a ton of in like the original trilogy like this was a very very intimately shot episode yes mm -hmm. especially the end i noticed it very much that last shot that like hangs on obi-wan yeah because i noticed it first because it gets super close and it's a continuous push but it's tilting like this, like everything's kind of going off its axis. Right. And it's like very interesting L shot. Like it's when like he like when he found out him. he survived. Right. Almost the but same. this one's even more off kilter because he knows it involves Luke. Yes, that shot, yes. the one you're thinking on it thinking of was on like a tripod or some type of track and was pushing mm -hmm. into him. This yeah. one was handheld and it was like shaky and uneasy Unstable. and made yeah. him feel uncomfortable uneasy. because he knows a child Luke is in the balance at this point. It's not about him anymore. Um, yeah. 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 Thank you. WD. Uh, next is Aaron. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Uh, he asks, nice, will they touch the Obi-Wan once thought as you do line next week? Thanks for the super chat. I, a lot of people bring that up, and I think that doesn't necessarily mean it happened here. I just think, you know, when he was yelling at him as he's burning in the lava on Mustafar, you were the chosen one! You were supposed to bring balance, not leave it in darkness! I think, like, that could have been that. So I don't know that it, that Maybe. line needs to be addressed, because I think he's beyond the point of trying to convert this guy back. I think if we get to this last episode and he's still trying, then Obi-Wan's an idiot. It's making me See, think of Phantom of the Opera when they're like, past the point of no return. You ever know that song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, 
No, I was actually surprised you said that earlier. You said he's already past the point where he's 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 oh, now yeah. thinking this is completely Vader. And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't yeah. think we're there yet. I think that if they wanted to next week, him as fully, you know, back Obi-Wan says something to Vader that's like, Why why are you this way? You 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 could you could leave this. You could turn around. And he says one thing, you know, another like, I am what you made me or something like that. And then that's it. That's the moment. Then it's done. Mm-hmm. He goes, then you truly are gone. You know, they could do they could bring that back and bring that element in. And and that would clear up that line for sure. Um, I still think yeah. he has an opportunity directly one because we're going to get that fight where he's one face to face with with Darth Vader. So yeah. I feel like that that line or that option or saying like, you know, how'd you get here? You can still, you can still walk away like that immediately. And then you're going to watch a new hope and be like, wow, that's that really landed now. Well, it's return of the Jedi. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I meant. All right. I'm, up next I'm we so have... used to the lines from a new hope being the ones that mm-hmm. people yeah. pick out. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have William Roberts. Thank you so much for the super chat who said at an hour and 33 minutes long, what do you really, really want to see in the final episode? Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Oh, and, gosh. And, yeah. And this has been flying around on a screenshot, so it's not confirmed as far as I understand it. Um, I hope it's this long because it's basically we're watching a movie. Uh, I'm really excited about that. So it could this be a situation This is basically where, a trilogy at this point, how long these episodes have been. Or we're like parts one through five were yeah. all just to set up this culmination yeah. event. So, um, yeah. Uh, Qui-Gon would be great. I also want to see um the obi-wan and vader final duel before a new hope and baru i I need my baru and luke stuff i've been really hoping for that and i think we're going to get it based on bonnie pieces interviews um so i'm excited for that too so one one thing is is i saw that screenshot and i didn't i didn't look close enough to see if it was in fact like a real or somebody photoshopped it (laughs) but what has been confirmed is the theatrical version of this where they're showing it in its entirety does have an official runtime and you can see if you do the math that it would be about an an hour and 33 minutes which has then made me think is did somebody just photoshop this thing that's an hour 33 yeah right because you know the other evidence points to it or is that two pieces of evidence that regardless you know hey that that's great if it ends up being that long but i i think there are a couple things from this series i think we're getting most of it but man that qui-gon one to me where i as we've been that's my number one i know and i get it and it could totally still show up but it's that thing to me that goes i don't know man there's part of me that's just like if they didn't do it it wouldn't be it it doesn't like ruin the show you know it can it can survive without Liam Neeson and just be what it is i think it would make it better but he's already said he didn't do it <laughs> you know i don't know it makes so much sense but i'm like i don't, I don't see know. how he cannot show up especially with them <laughs> I, teasing I him in the first episode and second episode looking for that's, him that's like true. He's, he's showing up you Liam Neeson is showing up. Book it, lock it, done. He's, in, he's there next week. <laughs> All right. We'll Brian see. Ward wants everybody to know jerks always out I want here to be wrong. Photoshops. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see Brian's Photoshop of Kenobi of, from Ron Burgundy? Obi Wan as Ron Burgundy. The best thing escalated. I've seen in like a long time because I was just watching Ron Burgundy the other day. It's one of my favorite. Mo- I know like every line. Oh, in that Brian, movie. that was re- that made me laugh this morning. That was really. Lacey, good. do um, you know that there's three Anchorman movies? 
Yeah, I only like the first one. <laughs> Sorry. No, he's, Most he's, people only know there's two. No, the, no, there's three. So they they shot so much footage on the first one that they made a second movie off of the footage of the first one, and then they actually made Anchorman 2 years later. Did they release that Phantom movie yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. What's it called? I don't know what it's called, but I know it exists. All right. Well, you. next super chat is from Dave, aka Indie Dave. What up? Thank you for the Dave? super chat. Who asks, "Will we get a flashback sequence next week with some Clone War armor, Kenobi and Anakin? Show some more darkness out of Anakin leading up to his transformation." I'd love that. I thought we were going to get that. And when I saw kind of the Padawan robes and the braid, I was very shocked. But there was a sadness, like I said earlier, when he turns around of that shot in. Revenge of the Sith, where he's kind of facing out onto the city, and then mm-hmm. there—I don't know—it just like hurt my chest to see him turn around and be okay, because you know that ultimately he won't be, because you just wanted to be like, "Hey, it's in the past. I can warn him now. Like, don't do this." <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, James. What do you think? I miss that because I'm about to drop in the lost movie. <laughs> it's called Wake Up, Ron Burgundy. Well, it's right on screen. You could read it. It's right on screen. What are you talking about? He put it in the chat. Oh, oh no, the did. super chat okay. from Dave that's on the screen. Oh, oh he was that talking is about Ron screen. Burgundy in the chat. <laughs> Continuing <laughs> yeah. on with Star Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you called me out. It's a movie. Uh, will we get a flashback sequence next week with some Clone War armor, Kenobi and Anakin? Uh, show some more darkness out of Anakin leaning up to the transformation. Um, I'm going to say no. John, okay. <laughs> I don't think I, I hope we don't. Um, everyone knows I'm kind of cloned out. I feel like every show is involving clones. Mandalorian's flirting with it. Boba Fett, obviously. Um, I just I don't need that. I feel like that duel we saw them practicing in this one was perfect. If they give us some yeah. more flashbacks, cool. And Dave, honestly, if they do it, you know, I'll love it. I just don't know. I that want I it. See it. So but want it. it's not always about yeah. what you want. So um, I think this good. was the flashback scene. And I think that's they did it in this episode. And, and thank you, Dave. I uh, appreciate that. Man. Yeah. Last but um, not least is Sooner yeah. Thrawn with the there super chat. Thank you so much. Who said, hey, have buddy. the Inquisitors not seen Infinity War? Go for the head like Thanos tells Thor. You know, yeah, they keep stabbing in the stomach. It's like the stomach is that sweet spot for Star Wars characters because you know why? They can bring them back. There's so there's a lot. Mm. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. Okay, so yeah. then that's a perfect transition into the Reva stuff. So go ahead, John. All right, so Reva, like, again, parallels. When he had those two lightsabers and she was on her knees, did anyone else think of Count yes. Dooku's head? Yes, yes. absolutely. I thought he was going to cut her head off. Yep, and that was the warning at the beginning. That's like that's some what of I this thought. stuff yeah. is going to be kind of rough. Right. No, I thought I, I, once I saw the kids flashback, I was like, that's exactly what they're talking about. But, I mean, exactly. I yeah. felt like we already kind of saw some of that, but still. Um. Yeah, that was definitely for that. But Reva, I think, has to die now. And I think it's, to, to me, confirmed because they're inferring that she's going to re- understand or learn about the children and whose children they are. And there's she doesn't appear later on. She's not in Rebels. Um, Grand Inquisitor's back. She can't... She would never hide that information if she had it. She would use it. So there's no way she's holding on to that information and Darth Vader finding out much later years later like 12 years later from boba fett 
that Luke Skywalker is this person who did this and he learned he, his son survived, there's no chance she's surviving, in my opinion. I might be dead wrong, and they'll give us a Reva series. Who knows what? It just makes the most sense to me that she had an opportunity here to turn back to the light. She didn't take it. She stayed dark, which I like because, you know, we always talk about the villain problem in Star Wars. They're either turning good or they get killed off too quickly. I like that they kept her going to the dark, even though she relives the trauma. I don't see her surviving and carrying that vital information. Something's going to happen on Tatooine where she's going to get killed, whether she makes one less effort to kill Vader and he kills her or she's about to tell Vader the truth and Obi-Wan kills her to protect the kids. That might be the option, but I don't think she's making it out. What do you guys think? I think by getting her in the stomach, they're leaving it open to the fact that she is getting out. And I think that the, you know, the rumors swirling around that they did some reshoots. They could have done these reshoots with Vader, the Grand Inquisitor, and Reva with none of the extras without anybody there. If she was point. If she was originally dying and then they changed it to just in the stomach and then she crawls over to the the little uh thingy. What do they call those? It's just like a transmitter. Com- transmitter. Transmitter. Thing. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. I, uh, I don't know. Because I initially that's what I thought. I was like, okay, this shot, they're flying around the ship. Okay, they're bought they're gone. And then I thought it was gonna end there. And then the whole Reva bit happened, and I was like, hmm. If the rumors of the reshoots are true, they could have done this reshoot with her and Vader and the Grand Inquisitor because no one was there. They're all gone. But then that means she's not in the final episode then. I mean, she doesn't have to be, I guess. She. No, I'm saying with the reshoots, they could have added her. Man, I don't know about it. And this is, again, based on this rumor of a second season. I'm just throwing I, it all out there because it was a point someone had made that yeah. like, oh, the second yeah, season, I know. they and, have yeah. had her back and, in. Honestly, I like that the rumor's out there because it does uh, make things more unpredictable. Because if they announce a second a season, yeah, that clip of her knowing where Luke is has a lot more weight if at the end of this season we don't hear from her again. Right. No, you're absolutely <sighs> yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. But it, it just makes me think like, what was the plan then before? Because I know it was whoosh, off with the head. Right. But mm. then what, what's all this with the dropped lot com transmitter, you know, and she has all this information. And I don't know, just that some of that just doesn't feel right to me. But one thing that I can say about this is, you know, I, I was just kind of frustrated with the stabbing in the stomach thing. I was like, I, we're already like the canon people who kind of pay attention to that stuff. We're already kind of mad about the Inquisitor thing, the Grand Inquisitor, like people saying, is he alive? Like, what's going on with that? Like, he can't be dead. This doesn't make any sense. People are angry about it. How do you just survive getting stabbed in the stomach? You know, like that. So Qui-Gon died almost immediately. That's like, the thing. What are we doing here? He, Qui-Gon didn't have the Empire's healthcare plan. That's the big difference. <laughs> but yeah, but then it's weird to me too that in the oh, same Oh yeah, I didn't episode, even think about Qui-Gon gets stuck in the stomach. Right in the I stomach. Mean, and he's yeah. like, I'm out. <laughs> Train him. I mean, I'm done. Mo- multiple times in this episode, I was like, can people not just die? Like, and, and the talent thing is like, great. But also like every single stormtrooper around her like was shot and immediately dies. Right, dude. That's stormtroopers. They're I understand, die. but I'm saying like 
we're literally watching it all around her. All these stormtroopers are dying. She gets shot and she's got this long thing. And you think like, well, maybe she'll be able to live because the Grand Inquisitor probably lived. And like, there's just all these questions. But with her, it's supposed to be there's no way out. And then with everybody else, it's there's a way out. And with Reva, Reva getting stabbed and the Grand Inquisitor coming back and Tala getting shot, it's just like there's so much with that <laughs> stomach situation that's like, what does it what does it mean to get fatally wounded in Star Wars? <laughs> well, look at Fennec Shand, yeah. point blank blast her to the stomach, and then she got modded up and and brought back. And I get that, I do get that. Yeah, but, so it's just a matter know, of circumstance. I don't understand why Vader doesn't just cut people's heads off or something. You know, like you it's know, just that part's a little frustrating to me. Where I'm like, uh, they need to come up with better ways for characters to like get out of a situation rather than just saying, well, they got stabbed. And then when they show up two episodes later, you're just going to assume they got healed. It's like star Wars sometimes doesn't, doesn't make sense. And that's why we, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with Reva, uh, but I do like the fact that I was sitting there watching this episode and seeing the panic and worry on Obi-Wan's face. And we've all been in that situation where you hear something or you learn some information and you're around people that you really don't know well and you don't want to talk about it, but they can clearly see that something's really bothering you. And they mm -hmm. played that out. He did such a great job, Obi-Wan. He's like, it's probably nothing. But inside, he's being just completely twisted up, knowing he's not even close to where Luke is. And he's sensing something's wrong. Like, almost the feeling he felt when Alderaan blew up. Like, I feel like something terrible has happened. Mm -hmm. um, and again, more of these, like, parallels, but they're subtle. They're not like wink wink like sometimes in the clone wars when they literally re reuse like identical lines and yeah stuff. there's like 10 more that we haven't even spotted yeah and but, we're gonna go back and see them later but seeing tatooine then and then seeing luke in bed i was concerned even though i know luke skywalker survives and goes on to be a teenager and obviously eventually a jedi uh but i like that they've somehow got me worried about all these characters even though i know their fates and that's really good storytelling. The writing in this show has been paramount. It has been excellent. And I don't know if I have to give credit to the people who did the, the movie outline first or uh, Hossein Amini or if it's Joby Harold. And then there was a second writer on this episode today that a lot of people brought up. And I apologize. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Live podcasting is, is a wild scene. But <laughs> I think the writing has been the like uh, incredible on, on this season on the show i agree <laughs> it's like i thought, I, I I thought you were going longer i was like waiting it's for like when you, the right i thought you were for, for the people in the live chat or anyone watching ever shake someone's hand and they give you the dead hand that's what just happened to me. <laughs> no. james and Lacey just gave me a dead hand as i tried to no shake their it's hand. just that i've I've been doing this for many years with you, John, and I know when you're about to go on a tangent. So I saw you going on this tangent and I was waiting to see where you're going and then you just ended. And then I look up and you're just like, <laughs> I made the whole point. I feel like I, I was talking for an hour. Jeez, <laughs> so James, did you talk about the things that you didn't like about this episode yet? Cause I feel like you did get a lot of comments today in your review of things you didn't like and people had some comments about it. So I want to give you the time. To... I mean, I've, I mean, I've said some of them, like mm -hmm. I, I still think there's a lot going on with the special effects in the episodes. Like we talked about those snow speeders the other day and, and certain things like that. 
where it's like, it's weird. Cause I see it and I go, I don't understand how this show could still like be struggling in that aspect, but I'm like, but it's a lot of content and you know, it's not that big of a deal. So it's fine. But every episode, I feel like there's certain things where I'm just like shocked at how much I can tell there's like stormtroopers staring at the volume wall. And then like the next shot, they're like staring like the, the way they flip it around. And it's like, I can just tell they're, they just turned everybody around and that's the same wall or what. I don't know. It's just weird. Sometimes it feels very enclosed. Um, and I think part of that too, not to anybody's fault, but like they they showed us that Andor trailer and I'm like, everything looks outside and it looks big and spacious and crazy. And it looks like there's all these different worlds and stuff. And then we come back to Kenobi and I'm like, I can, I can see the set. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to like react to that because I like what's going on in the show. I like the character development. I like where they're going with it. I still have that little chip where I'm like, I don't know that we needed this, but I'm enjoying it. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm going, I feel like there's production issues that take me out every single week. And it's kind of driving me crazy. And sometimes some of those production issues are also dialogue. And so, like, it feels like they they need a way to get from here to there. And I applaud them because I know the decision and the, the, the puzzle that they have to do sometimes can be so complex that that is literally the best solution they got and it works. But if I'm getting granular with it, I'm I'm listening to some of the words and I see these other comments too. There was the big one with uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character where he's like, there's no way I'm helping you. And then they were like, come on. And he's like, okay, I'm helping you kind of thing. And people criticize yeah, dude, that. And I, no, 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 I'm, I'm for that one. I get it, but I could, I can understand a little bit of where that's coming from. And I saw it in this right. episode too. I, I agree. But I think people have taken star Wars to a point where they're forgetting the campiness of it. Like Han Solo left the rebellion and he's like, screw you guys. I'm going home. Like Cartman takes his money. Three seconds later, he's back with Chewie <laughs> helping them destroy the Death Star in the very yeah. first Star Wars movie. Like that's no, and happened. I get that. It's just I like, get that the Mandalorian sitting there. He's playing with the little thing. And then he, he already turned in the bounty, but he like shuts down the ship yeah, and, and leaves. So, I get yeah. that stuff. I'm just saying it. Sometimes it doesn't always fully come across, especially to everybody when like it's just a line or two where it seems like somebody very quickly changes their opinion on something. There was there was a big one today. Well, I mean, number one, the weird one to me is I was taken out when he says the like, you're always trying to win Anakin. And I'm like, he just did win. So I don't know what you want, Obi-Wan. He just well, won the fight. Fighting. Well, I didn't know that at the time, but it's but it's weird because in the moment it really feels like Anakin. You know, got him. He thought and so. Obi -Wan I... was, didn't let him. I haven't noticed. Yeah, I haven't noticed the writing stuff. I've actually really enjoyed it. And I, I loved the little jokes here and there. I loved Leia in the vent. Like, get me a ladder. Like, I loved mm -hmm. that. I yeah, loved that. She was like Data bit. and Goonies. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, get me a ladder. And it, and it, that was, I think, to me so far in the series, has been the most Leia moment. The, I oh, agree. I need someone to do this. And her being like, get me a ladder. I thought this, mm -hmm. was, like, the, that this is was my very, favorite Leia episode. Yeah. I agree with uh, Yeah. I liked his response after that, where he's like, it's not playtime Leia. And he's like, no, you trust me. I trust her. Get her a ladder. Kind yeah, of thing. Get her the I ladder, thought that yeah. was really good too. I, I was also going to say too, like I liked. Hey, hi Jib. What's his name? 
Hajimil's sure. care. Yeah. I liked him in the second episode, but felt he was very out of place in this episode. Oh, see, we're so on different planes. I loved him in this episode. I didn't. Think I thought he, really he was the anything. one that was very kind of to me. It read like K2SO a little bit because it was very just like these are the chances of survival. Like this is a bad idea. This is like C3PO. Yeah, he goes. Oh, now I now I know what it feels like to really be a Jedi. And he's like, by the way, this is also a great like sales opportunity yeah. here. And Obi Wan's like, geez, dude, like, like come he's on. learned I guess, nothing. Yeah, I guess I just thought I I don't know. He felt I it felt strange to me that he was there, like in a galaxy of people. Like how he ended up on that planet, done to this planet. I don't know. Just certain things didn't really feel like it came together. I, I was like, he took okay, the same trail he's that he's here. been selling people on. Yeah. It's just Star Wars is is no because he was on the one he was on the city planet. Yeah, but he was selling people into the the trip. Did you know in Revenge of the Sith, Chewbacca and Yoda were friends, and Anakin built C three PO? It's a small galaxy. That's all it is. (laughs) Well, yeah, but people have had criticisms for years, so I feel like I know, but it's just it's Star Wars. It's it is (laughs) Star Wars. You know, it's just um, and, and we love it because it's crazy. Um, but I got we got to talk a little bit more about Vader before we speculate on on part six because I feel like we, we have a couple go- more super chats. Can we get through? Fire those? away! Yeah, cool. So first up, we have Ryan Wara who said, "Thank you very much, Ryan." Who said, "I predict we get a surprise Reva spinoff series called Inquisitor about the Grand Inquisitor hunting Reva. Revenge is a great motive for survival." Hmm. Interesting. I think maybe a book, a series might be a big order, but we'll mm-hmm. see. I, yeah, I'm, my gut oh. says people aren't responding to Reva like they would to give her a whole series. I but like the idea. could already though. be locked. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a definitely a good idea. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, and next is Michael. Thank you so much for the super chat who said, am I crazy? Did I not hear you in celebration on the fan stage hitting 10 episodes? Did you all hear that? I heard nothing since. I think Did he was tongue 10? in cheek talking about it he's like oh if you like you wait till you see it was i think it was a tongue-in-cheek type of statement that's what i understand i gotta say my favorite comment still remains from celebration was diego luna being like they're giving us more episodes they're not gonna kill me right (laughs) no he said they can't kill me he knows that they can't kill me yeah yeah they can't kill me i thought yeah that was amazing he's he was so good at that Mm -hmm. those at that panel man i can't wait to see him back um but yeah vader like first off in the credits, they say Devastator Commander. So that's the same Star Destroyer that captures Leia in the Tanta before at the very beginning of A New Hope. And I got that as soon as she said it's an honor to even be on board. Yeah. So I, I like that little Easter egg because they don't. I don't think they say Devastator in mm-hmm. the show. You just have to see it in the credits. So I thought that was cool that they did that. It's a nice touch because Vader or Leia was right near it and, and she winds up. 10 years later or nine years later getting caught by it in the very first scene of star Wars. So I thought that was pretty cool connectivity, but man, just everything about Vader and how he just, he dominated Reva. And I was like, good because like Reva is, is clearly good at, at, with the dark side of the force, but like she, she couldn't have gotten one shot in on Vader and like, they're very protective of Darth Vader, I think as a character. And, and he just completely just, he was so casual about it, like Neo at the end of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. We we're just like, mm-hmm. oh, choo, 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 choo. yeah, but, him ripping the ship apart was insane. Oh my god, yeah. and stopping Crazy. it 
in midair, like like which uh, was very Ray Skywalker, Kylo Ren sequel trilogy. Unleashed, uh, yeah. What Star Killer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like e- even oh. before him stopping the ship, there's like the the way they come into the scene and he comes around the corner like he does. Yeah, uh, in Empire, it just is so peak Darth Vader Star Wars recreated oh. for this show. The voice is so good that I feel like the dialogue like feels like Vader dialogue to me. It's mm-hmm. everything about Vader in this in this series has been so good, and it's like, man, because it could have went so the other way for your like Golden Goose character that transcends movies that everybody knows what Darth who Darth Vader is, greatest villain in cinematic history, wins every poll every year in every <laughs> magazine, and they came out and they're like. Yep, we're knocking this out of the park. So cheers to the five-person team involved with bringing him back. James Earl Jones's voice, however they did that, sounds incredible. So they should just use that forever in animated stuff, anything. It is fantastic. I don't know what the budget is on Respeech or, or what they exactly did, but Vader has been just so awesome in this series, and I'm so glad. I'm really excited to see what they do with, with uh, part six. So I guess we can maybe uh, start speculating a bit. I mean, unless there's I, things that we didn't bring up yet from this from this episode. I mean, we don't have to stop now. It looks like people are still enjoying what's going on. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I I looked at all of the lightsabers and I didn't see anything that popped out. I feel like people probably would have posted one if they saw like Quinlan Voss's lightsaber in that pile right. or something, you know. But um, but I looked at all of them and I didn't see anything using the the lightsaber book that I have. Um. I did notice one thing that I think is actually a mistake. Um, and it's real quick. It's at the beginning of the episode. There's a, there's a moment when before, before Obi-Wan turns his lightsaber on, you can like, like you can see the top of it mm-hmm. and it's not like open. It's like sealed off and there's one little hole right in the center. Yeah. I saw that. So I, I thought, I I feel like that's the prop they're using and they just like took the 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 stick out but then they forgot to go in and fix the CG on it or like they forgot to like fix the hole so that it actually looks like a lightsaber. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I saw it and I thought, "Oh, that's weird." But I oh, could I see know. it being overlooked. Yeah. I might I be wrong. Know. Yeah, who yeah. knows. Somebody go point that out and Give me credit if you didn't, if no one's pointed uh, out so far. So L- Lacey, what, what are they talking about in the chat? They're talking about Ned B, RIP. Yeah. That was, yeah, a little shades of K2SO's demise in a way. Um, yeah. Definitely sad. Um, <laughs> oh, we didn't really get to know him much. You're a little Rain Man right there sad definitely sad well there's lag i'm having a hard time (laughs) we're having a rough stream tonight but hopefully people are hanging in Um, people are saying they noticed that um i definitely i definitely saw all the arabesh on the wall and paused it and was like all right let's do this and try to figure out some of it and then i'm like i don't know man this this is it's so faint and it's hard to see I can't really make it out. I can make out some of these lines. And then I unpaused it and Obi-Wan read the line that I couldn't figure out. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, there it is. <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, Corwin Shelvey's name is carved on the wall that Obi-Wan reads. Yeah, I read that, but I didn't 
I don't know that name. Uh, is that a, a known? I I don't either, but I think one of the kids, the 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 child who Haja helped escape Dayu. How I'm remembering all these things is wild, but um, was was affiliated with someone whose name was written on that wall too. So, and I think it might be a Legends character that they're recanonizing or something like that. I'm not positive, um, but it was. I, James, I saw your reaction video, and I know you brought up like it felt like you can tell it was on the, uh, you know, volume stage and stuff. But I really think this episode wasn't about you know these future rebels escaping. It wasn't anything about that. This episode was purely about Vader and Obi Wan or Anakin and Obi-Wan and everything else was just used as a tool to help tell that story further. Um, you know, fortified by the bookends of, you know, their prequel duel and that sort of stuff. Um, but to me, and I know James, you see it a different way. Lacey, I'm not sure how you feel about Obi-Wan right now, but to me, it feels like he is at that point now where he sees that this is Darth Vader and Anakin's gone. I think he's over the Anakin thing. I think he knows. I think this was the turning point uh, for him because the whole idea that he went to Revan was like, no, like he's he's gone. He's too far gone. And then uh, just the way that he was harping back on those moments of him and Anakin where they were fighting each other and he could see how immature Anakin was. It was just like he knew that what was left of Anakin, the goodness is all gone. All that was left were the negatives. Yeah. And he says to Reva, mm. you're, you're hunting him. Let me help you. You know, it's, and, and he, you know, he was bringing Vader to her well, well aware that she was trying to take him down. And he's like, we can end this together. He wasn't trying to trick Reva, in my opinion. I don't think he was no, setting her up. He he was. But I think she, he, he I think that was just too. miss. I think that was just kind of like misspeaking though, because she brings up a she shoots it right back at him and says like, "Do you want to kill him?" And he's like, "No, I guess I don't." He didn't answer because it's still he tough didn't for answer him to say it. I know, I know, but yeah. I'm saying I think the point that when she says that, there's a little bit of honesty in there, and. He, and it's it's just strange to me that you guys are like, yeah, when, you know, he's flashing back to these moments of Anakin, he really thinks he's gone. And I'm like, that to me proves that he still thinks he's Anakin, because it, if he knows Anakin, this guy is going to make the same mistakes as Anakin does. And he does, you know, so it's it. he's not seeing it in his head as a different person. To me, that's strategizing based on what he knows about Anakin. And not this new person, this new entity. I'm Vader, saying that, that what's left. I'm saying what's left of him I, I, is the bad stuff from Anakin, none of the good. And, so and I'm I, saying yeah, he's using that. what he knows, but the bad things, because he knows that's all that remains. Yeah. Like all that remains that's, is yeah, the bad, true. scarred, like miserable, hate-filled person. Mm -hmm. And at first, I think you're right, James. At first, I think he was like, Oh my gosh, is Anakin still in there? I think he's realized once he dragged him across a fire that nah, that guy's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and Lacey, you brought up a good point about him, you know, or you both did about those observations and, and he's bringing up tendencies of Anakin, which are still with Vader. Like he, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't have the patience for a siege. He's just going to attack. And they're like, how do you know? And he just kind of like stayed staring yeah. on, which again, I like that they're subtle and how they're doing this stuff. They're not doing wink winks right. like, right. uh, you know, some other previous stuff. But I, 
I thought it was interesting too. Cause when we got to that scene with, with Riva at first I was like, Oh, so I was kind of right. And then I was like, well, Lacey was kind of right here too. Um, Cause Riva definitely was encountered by Anakin and that's how she knows he's Anakin. So all that stuff that I was saying is right there. She didn't actually get like proposed, like either die or become an inquisitor. Right. <clears throat> but it also is somewhat implied that Vader didn't kill her on purpose because he could kind of use her. What do you mean? So he, I think this is going into like kind of what John was saying too. It's kind of unclear what happens there. But my understanding is like, she maybe thinks she faked her death. That's what she's been believing for a very long time. But it, it is, I think it's sort of implied that Vader might have killed her quote unquote, and then put her kind of, he was like setting her up to be in that position because then when As he comes kid? back on her, yeah, because when he comes back in her as an adult, he's like, you don't think I noticed like and like he the way what he's telling her right there is like. Like you thought I you took that way more death. straightforward. I took that way more straightforward and that might be me being stupid when he said you think I didn't notice it was like he literally turned around and there she was <laughs> like he's like, you don't think I sensed you coming up behind me. You don't think I would have noticed oh, like I that's how referring- I took it. I thought he was referring to like him revealing he knew she was a Jedi Padawan. Because that could her. be true too. I mean, I, but like, here's the crazy thing: is here's three different ways you could take one line. Yeah. That's I think thing. him it's saying like, Padawan is his like uh, dramatic way of revealing he mm, knew something. Just I think like, we're, we're sister. So you have a we're, twin sister. We're less than we're less than twenty four hours away, and so there's still time to breathe on like all the parallels and what maybe the true meanings of some of these scenes are, like we Yo. have for Star Wars for forty plus years. But I I I kind of my vibe on that was that like maybe he like stabbed her specifically in this spot to kind of keep her alive and kind of lead her down this lifestyle. And then when he finally gets to this point, he's like, you, you think I didn't notice you were like faking your death that you think this whole thing hasn't been set up. Like um, there's even a line in there. Oh, he just says like, you're, you're no longer needed anymore as if he's just kind of like been toying with her the whole time. Although I wished he would have killed her there. And in turn, he does the same move. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he's trying to keep her alive again still. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of confusing a little bit, but we'll find out. There's still more, another chapter to uh, unfold here. Um, And I saw, I think it was Adam posted in uh, the chat. It was youngling. He said, not Padawan. Uh, Mm -hmm. So my mistake there, but yeah, I think that was him sort of dramatically revealing um, that you know, he knew that she was a youngling back in the day. So, um, all right. So, real quick, one prediction for the finale, Lacey. Qui Gon Jin. Oh, that's, that's a lock. We locked. It. You're welcome. That's a lock. <laughs> yeah, because you're the first person to lock that in. Everything else I've already predicted <laughs> has come true, though. So, get out of here. I got this show on lock. Yeah. Uh James, how about you? How about how about something that's not guaranteed? 
Um, well, I don't know you. Well, how about the, the thing that we were talking about earlier? Like there's, there's still, I think there's still a chance that we see Obi-Wan hint at how he kind of still looks at him as Anakin. I think there's still a chance that he could say, why don't you, why don't you come back or something? And then let Vader give that line. And that's, that's the end of it. That's the big episode ender. Obi-Wan once thought as you did. Nope. I think we're going to get big presence from Amperu more than we may think. Well, that's already a lock. That's already guaranteed, right? No, it's not. It's a lock that she's going to be in it. I think she's going to have a major... How cute was that last shot of him sleeping? I know. I think she's going to have a really impactful role in this and not just with showing her nature with Luke and how her relationship is with him, but I think she's going to do something bigger in this episode sort of like owen did in the beginning of this season i think Baru's going to have her chance to do something big here and for a bold prediction because yeah qui-gon is a lock it's a guaranteed 100 percent i'm gonna say obi-wan's gonna kill reva because she's going to start to tell vader that the kids are his or something like that and obi-wan's gonna kill her to stop Ooh. it and that will Wait, be the last person that? he kills, and then he stops fighting. What was that? Is that what? You, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, you, like you said, Reva tells somebody the kids the are his. Reva finds out the kids anymore, are Anakin's, like aka Vader's. Oh, okay. She goes to tell him, and Obi Wan kills her before she has a chance to reveal. Oh, that. I get that. Yeah. But your lock is that they're doing this shot where Ewan turns into Alec Guinness. Well, not if they're doing a season two now. They screwed her. They screwed me. They completely screwed me. The way COVID screwed Larry Kasdan at Celebration. Completely is that going to be the news at the end of next week's episode? Is it says Obi-Wan will return? It wouldn't shock me because look at the returns. Everyone's watching it. Everyone's loving it. Ewan wants to come back. So they're going to probably make a second season. Oh, yeah. That's another thing, too. The maskless Vader. Yeah, I was thinking he takes his own helmet off. Um, but I don't I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's another mm-hmm. excuse to get more Hayden, so that would make sense. We've talked about that before. Adam's stealing our thunder here. How dare you, Adam? Um, all right. So anything else, guys, before we get out of here? <laughs> no. All right. Um sorry about the lag. We had some issues, but thank you to everybody who's uh hang been hanging tight with us. We hope you still had a great time in the chat and we saw a lot of great comments. So we really appreciate that. This is a really good time. Um, but, uh, thank you to everybody, whether you're listening after or, or what you are doing, uh, for, for being with us. We really appreciate it very much. Uh, make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your star Wars news, um, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you want to support what we do, uh, maybe help us get better internet. Uh, just go to that website. Tears start at just $2 a month. And we have, uh, a lot of awesome extra content. And perks as you move up the ranks. We have a Discord server, uh, tier three and above. Uh, and it's a great community. We were just talking to uh, some of our patrons in one of our uh, poll chat videos on Patreon. They're already rooming together for Celebration London. It's just so awesome. And they have a book club that they've started. It's, 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 it's become such an amazing community. And we, we couldn't have imagined it being what it is. And, and, and we're looking to obviously keep that growing. So patreon.com slash resistance broadcast is probably the best direct way to support us. And again, tier started just $2 a month. So thank you. Um, a special shout out to our Patreon generals and spice runners. 
the generals Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Ronde, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sam Zilk, and Val Trichkoff. And our spice runners David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison. A lot of you were in the chat. Uh, Thomas yeah. Hennessy, Andrew Staley, and Jeremy Myers, and all of our patrons whatever tier you are. Thank you so much. And all of our listeners, uh, Mondays and Thursdays typically, but thanks for joining us live. Any, any way you take in TRB, thank you very much for making us a part of your Star Wars fan experience. Uh, it's been so awesome. So next Wednesday, June 22nd, we are talking about the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi for now, maybe if they do a second season, but 9 p.m. East right here again on youtube.com slash Star Wars news and videos. So make sure you do subscribe to the channel and get ready for that because we imagine that's going to be a really good one. Uh, we we'll probably might go a little longer than this as long as our internet is hanging up. Uh, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh, James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. Thanks, everybody. And from the three of us, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week for more TRB Live. We'll see you around, kids.